Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those bent swings, and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now, Matt Pauley on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. A brand new week's worth of shows begins here right now on KMOX. Welcome in to another Gray Bar Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley, taking you till 8 o'clock tonight. I'm actually taking you till 8 o'clock every day this week. We have five two-hour shows this week. This might be the first time in my KMOX tenure, which is about a year and a half old, that we have had five straight days of full two-hour programs. If it has happened before, I don't remember it, uh, but glad that I'm going to be able to talk to you on an everyday basis uh, this week. And we've got, we have a, I know I say this every day, and it's always true, I never lie to you, but man, we've got a busy program coming up today. Tom Timmerman's going to join us in about 10 minutes. We'll get his thoughts on what in the world happened with City SC last night. Kevin Wheeler will join us at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk World Series with him. We'll talk a little World Series, a little Blues uh, later on this hour as well. Next hour we're going to play a bunch of audio from last night's uh, post-game press conference after the City SC match. Daniel Esteve from Fox 2 will join us at 7.20. Our weekly interview with uh, Patrick Mahomes comes up at uh, 7.35. And then I believe Hancock and Kelly are in tonight for uh, At Your Service, so I assume they'll pop in during the final segment of the 7 o'clock hour. I've got a couple things I want to throw their way before they take over from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. So as I said, it is a very, very busy show tonight. If you want to join us, as always, you've got the opportunity to do that by calling, texting, or tweeting. If you call or text, the phone number 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Or if you want to tweet at me, you do so at Matt Pauley on air. Uh, last night was disappointing. What a letdown. And... We're going to discuss throughout the show whether or not City played poorly last night or if there was kind of some luck or some, you know, fluky type things that ended up happening. But I got to tell you that last night was the first match this year that I was just, I was fired up for. And it's not that I haven't been excited and, you know, and enjoying what City SC has done throughout the course of the year, but. The Paulies have not really been big soccer fans in our lives. And 
We have grown into soccer fans as the course of the year has gone by with City SC. Like, I'm not going to get on. If you tune into this show thinking I'm going to break down for you the the system that City was using and, and what went wrong and all that sort of stuff, uh, that that's not me. I'm Like I said, I don't lie to you, so I'm not going to do something that I don't really know. Although I had a nice conversation with my boss, Steve Moore, today, who is a soccer aficionado and he talked to me through some things, which was uh, which was certainly good for me uh, to be able to, to talk with him on. But uh, from a from a human side of it, which is the more important part of it, it was an absolute letdown last night with the way things went. That that crowd and the environment was insane. I wasn't there, but I could tell you, my wife is much like me, not really much of a soccer fan. The extent of her soccer fandom came from watching Ted Lasso. And then to take that one step further, we did all the city caravans here on KMOX during the uh, during the sports open line. And generally, my wife and daughter would come to those uh, to, to watch the live broadcast. And we did one with Jake Nowitzki. We did one with Indiana Vasilev. And I can't tell you how good of dudes those guys are and how kind they were to my four-year-old daughter. And you do that my wife becomes a fan of you right away. So last night, Pauly household where I knew the match wasn't going to start until about nine 25. We, we fired up the old Apple TV. We were, we were ready to, to go. We were sitting down watching soccer and uh, it was just disappointing. And you know, uh, it was scoreless there for a little while. And then sporting Kansas city scores first, but city answers right away. And when city came up with that quick answer, that was probably the moment in the night that I felt most confident about what city was going to do. And I was wrong because just mere moments later, sporting KC scores another goal and they were kind of off to the races from that point and it was just really disappointing. And now the pressure is on to win two in a row. I thought on the Apple TV broadcast last night, I thought it was really interesting listening to St. Louis and Taylor Twelman talk because he talked about, um, the how much of a success this season would be for City if they don't win this first series. And I don't think I completely completely agree with what he had to say last night, but at the same time, I, I completely respect and I understand where he's coming from. He essentially said that everything that City has accomplished this year, maybe not tarnished, but it kind of it loses its shine a little bit if they can't win a playoff series. Now, what I don't agree with it's been a historic, a historic first season for City SC. And no matter what happens in this postseason run, I think most of us are going to be looking back at what was just an incredible year as, as that team emerged. But I do think there is something to be said that there is pressure on this team to go out and have some success and win a playoff series just to kind of augment what they did and getting the top seed in the Western Conference. So I understand where Taylor was coming from completely. I I think maybe he minimized the impact of the regular season a little bit more than I would. But you know what? Time's going to tell. Like as as we as we march forward through time, we will eventually understand and and know how we view this season. Of course, all of that is for naught if 
City can just win the next two matches and, and win a playoff series in advance. At that point, no matter what anybody says, there is no doubt that this season has been anything but a success. So here's what we've got coming up. Tom Timmerman's going to join us in about five minutes. Kevin Wheeler will talk baseball with us at the bottom of the hour. And uh, lots of uh, audio from City SC coming up next hour, in addition to a conversation with Daniel Esteve from Fox 2. So we are, we're soccer heavy today here on uh, Sports Open Line, but we'll get into uh, baseball and hockey as we go along through the evening as well. Again, if you want to join us, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. It is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We're back at it here on a Monday night. City SC, tough one yesterday as they end up losing to Sporting Kansas City by a 4-1 score. And now they have to win the next two if they want to advance in the MLS playoffs. We are very happy to go to the Quiver River Electric guest line, and we welcome on right now. He uh, covers the team for the Post-Dispatch and STL Today. He is Tom Timmerman. Tom, thanks so much for uh, for taking some time. Have you warmed up yet after a very chilly night last night? Um, you know, I, I have movement in all of my digits. So, uh, <laughs> yes, I am, I am good. But it was. It was it was a cold one, though not the coldest. We we've had colder ones uh, out there, but that was uh, after being 80 degrees on whatever was that Friday. That was a big difference. So it's an open air press box. May was maybe it was actually a blessing that it was as late as it was because maybe you didn't have to worry about deadline. If you're worrying about deadline and trying to type in the cold, that's that's probably not the most preferable situation. No, no, that was if there was anything good about the 9:26 start that it ended up being. Was that yeah? It was it missed. It could not make print, so I didn't. Ha- I had to write something short for uh, online immediately, and then I could go home and craft a longer story for uh, this morning, which is online right now at stltoday.com. We encourage everybody to uh, certainly go read that and read all of the coverage. I was I was impressed today. I was I was on the STL Today website on the sports section, 
And Mm -hmm. one of the most amazing things uh, about the Post-Dispatch during baseball season is the coverage that the Cardinals get from so many angles. There's not another newspaper in the country that covers baseball the way the Post-Dispatch does. And I, I just take I, I take so much pride in the city of St. Louis when I see that coverage. And I go today and I look at story after story. And, and you know, there was a there's a column. There's all kinds of City SC content from last night. And it looked very similar to what the paper does for baseball and, and that is a uh, that is a compliment that's 100 percent compliment to what you guys are doing well thank you very much we we have uh they embrace this team but we've decided they they deserve the coverage equal with what we do with you know other teams well not not the cardinals because that they can't compete with that but yeah we treat them i mean they are you know a, a valid sports team that we cover uh with all you know earnestness and dedication that we can where if there is the one of the narratives coming out of the post game press conferences last night was there's no single piece of blame things are done as a team but if we're going to step away from the team's narrative where do you put the blame on what happened last night well you you, you have to it's why it's it's almost on the team because it is wide ranging i mean you could see the the number of passes that were made that went to Kansas City. I mean, there, there was there were just so many things they did, whether it was uh, defenders, midfielders, you know, forwards. Nobody did, you know, their job properly. Uh, you know, Berkey, you know, made a, made a few good saves, uh, and he, he probably did the, came the closest. But, yeah, I mean, they were, they were just sloppy on the ball. Uh, they Too many turnovers. And then defensively, when – Sporting Kansas City got the ball, no one got close. They gave them too much room. And so even though all of their shots or their first three goals were from outside the 18-yard box, um, shots from outside 18 can be easy if there's if, if there's no one covering you, if there's no one forcing you to do something. If you can take the time to line it up and try to put it where you want, um, yeah, then, then the 18-yard shots aren't as difficult uh, as they might otherwise be. So that was just a failure all around defensively of, of getting the pressure on Kansas City as they needed to. And and then offensively, you know, they, they would make runs down a wing, but then they, they couldn't get the ball into a goal-scoring position to get a shot off. So uh, there just wasn't the support uh, offensively, Aaron. They couldn't get the ball through the middle of the field. Uh, so, And that's, you know, Kansas City knew what City is not good at, which is, you know, if they have the ball – and they have to take it and find a way through uh, traffic. They don't do that well. You know, that's why, you know, City, it was bad that City had the edge in possession last night because when they have possession, they, they have a tough time doing things. But if they don't have possession and they're stealing it and then quickly countering, passing up field, that's where they're at their best. And they didn't get to do that last night. They fell into Kansas City's trap. There was a lot of talk on the Apple TV broadcast, which I was watching last night, about the decision to go with just the single striker and some of the personnel decisions that were made in the lineup going in and maybe a lack of changes when the game was still at a point where it was kind of up for grabs. Do you think there's any legitimacy to any of those thoughts? Oh, oh, sure. I, I was surprised that there were not substitutions at halftime uh, of that game. Um, that just seemed like there was, you know, uh, that was that was the time you needed 45 minutes with a different group 
because that group wasn't doing it. They have used one striker against uh, Sporting Kansas City before, um, and so that wasn't totally out of line. And, you know, the best part of the Seattle game was the second half when Vassal Evan Stroud came into the game, and AZL Jackson has been dependable uh, of lately. I mean, he's been one of their best guys lately in the, in the central midfield. So, uh, you know, that, you know, the valid reason for them to make those decisions there, but yeah, it, it, it didn't work. And, and then, yeah. And so that was when you had to make changes and that's something that Bradley Carnell has done very well. He is, I think he's second in the league on substitutions made during games and the effectiveness of that team in the second half after subs have been made um, has been very good. So, uh, you know, as to why, you know, subs came later yesterday that you don't know, but he, he, you know, he said after the game, they felt good about the first half, except for those moments, um, you know, where they turned the ball over or they let, they did something wrong and Kansas city, you know, took advantage of it. And that gets back though to a, a problem that city has, which is, they're a little better at it now is that they just don't have experience in this. I mean, they came into that game with, 17 games of MLS playoff experience, 11 of which were Tim Parker. And then there are a lot of guys that had one or two games and most guys had none. And so this was an entirely new experience for them. So they'll be a little better off on Sunday in Kansas city. They'll have been through it before, but this was their best chance, you know, for a win. I mean, this was a Kansas mm-hmm. City team that had just played on Wednesday and had played the previous Saturday. It was their third game in nine days. They had some of their regulars not in the lineup. Um, I mean, that was a chance for a win that City like get away, and now it's going to be a tough situation for them because they got to go to Kansas City and win, which is not undoable. Uh, but, um, yeah, they've made it tougher, much tougher for themselves. They were saying all the right things in post-game about their confidence going into to game two and, and possibly a game three. It's it's somewhat easy to say those things. Do you believe in that that confidence that they have that they can really turn now a three-match losing streak and kind of turn on a dime and get back to who they were earlier this year and win two in a row? You know, it, it won't be easy. I mean, you look at how these last three games have gone, and it certainly is not a – positive trend uh, for any team. But if you look back during the season, they have had points like this before where they have gotten out of them. You know, they, they won their first five and then they lost two and everyone was saying, well, people have figured out how to play them and they're not going to win. You know, they're going to be now a normal expansion team. So they lost two in a row and it looked gloomy. Then they went out and beat Cincinnati, the best team in the league, five to one. And they've had that where, you know, as, Tim Parker told me earlier this season, you have to realize MLS is going to MLS and teams are going to go up and down through the season. And, you know, you have to, when you have those downs, you have to get out of them. They have gotten out of them uh, before. So, but you know, now it's a different situation. Now it's the playoffs. Now there is zero room uh, for error uh, for these guys going into Kansas city. He is uh, Tom Timmerman, him and, and everybody involved in the coverage uh, with the Post-Dispatch and STL today, just absolutely rocking it. Tom, thank you so much uh, for your time, and uh, hopefully we can catch up with you a time or two more as this uh, playoff run. Uh, we'll, we'll see if it does continue, but if it does, uh, we'll certainly <laughs> want to continue the conversations. You got it, Matt. Yeah, and this season 
could be over really soon. Yeah. It, it, it could be done on Sunday. It could be. All right, Tom, thank you. Thank you, Matt. That's Tom Timmerman joining us here on the Quiver River Electric Guest Line on a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. That's the every season. Every I can tell you, someone who's worked in baseball my entire career, you know, ten years of broadcasting minor league baseball, and then uh, the years I spent in Milwaukee, and now the years here in St. Louis. When the season ends, it's one of the weirdest things because it goes on for so long. It's a it's a lifestyle. It's not a job, and uh, city you know soccer doesn't play every day, so it's a little bit different. But at the same time, their season goes forever. Their season goes forever. Uh, it, you know they start so early. You're 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 getting ready to get the season started. You know going through training and everything February into March, and then you know you don't award a champion in MLS until December. It is such a long season, and for. Teams, when their season comes to an end, boom, it's just done. Just done. And the abruptness of seasons ending in sports, no matter how long I have worked in sports, I have never been able to get over it where all of a sudden what you've been doing for the past six months, seven months, eight months is just done. It's a very, very, very weird feeling. Speaking of that, we'll talk some baseball. Our own Kevin Wheeler is going to join us in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. It's Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. A great our sports open line continues right here on KMOX. I always say anytime we do this that I need to do this more often. Maybe this will be the start of doing it more often our guy, Kevin Wheeler, he's uh, part of the DGS. He's part of Total Information PM, all things, everything here at KMOX. <laughs> he joins us right now. Hey, Kevin. How you doing, buddy? I'm, I never shut up. That's what I do. That's, you know what? There's there's value in that. <laughs> there's value hey, in that. I know. I've had a 20... Let me see. what. So what? this will be... Yeah, 28 years this December in the business. So yeah, there's value in volume. You got quiet today during DGS uh, when uh, there was a mo- it was the Komodo Dragon thing, right? Yeah. Where, uh, Dave had written down Dude. Komodo Dragon. You had the crazy, so yeah. So weird here dream. for people that missed it, I can do this really quick. I was telling the story. I had a, a work dream with the gang, the DGS show. Like in my dream, we were having a show meeting, a pre-show meeting. Everybody had their clothes in on. in a mansion. Yes. And no, they're all clothes. Everybody's <laughs> dressed in a mansion, and we were in like the study, and it was like you know rich mahogany wood and a li- you know like a library of books on the walls but we're having a show meeting and uh there were komodo dragons uh just walking around amongst us like dogs wanting to play with us and anyway that was that dream and there's a little more to it but nothing more but 10 minutes before that i did not know this dave had written down komodo dragons on his notes very weird 10 minutes before yeah. this and when he said that we looked at each other like oh no that's scary. You got very quiet <laughs> in that did. moment. It was, was like the most I was, we're used to. I was rethinking everything. Yeah. Like, wow, what do I believe? Are you still thinking through that? that maybe it's, no, I think okay. Dave and I just, you know, we share a brain sometimes. We're fair enough. We're very similar. 
Uh, talking World Series with you. I wanted to bring this up. I actually I sent out a tweet after Game Two that actually got a little bit of attention. Rob Nair retweeted it, mm-hmm. so people saw it as opposed to if I just tweeted it out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I got really frustrated. And I don't like criticizing other broadcasters. I just don't do it. We're all broadcasters. We all have our own way of doing anything. So the broadcaster will remain unnamed. People can probably figure it out for themselves. The moment Game Two ends. And Fox goes to their post-game show. The first thing, the first thing out of the mouth of one of the analysts is along the lines of modern front offices don't appreciate the way Merrill Kelly pitches. And first off, Kelly had nine strikeouts. Yeah. Modern front offices love strikeouts. Yes. Uh, more, um, he had twice as many whiffs as any other pitcher who appeared in the game. He topped out at 94. Like, that's not a super hard thrower, right. but that's not a soft tosser. 94 right. is, is fine. And all I could think to myself is, you know, one of the things that's really passion, I'm passionate about in doing, like, Cardinals postgame shows, I want to help, not that I know everything about baseball, but there's some things that I feel like my voice can help kind of put an explanation to kind of define. And I think in our jobs, that's part of it. We're, we're, we're teaching, we're explaining, we're conversing. And I don't understand why Major League Baseball would be okay with their TV network partners just completely romanticizing baseball of the past while trashing baseball of the present. Yeah, I that I'm with you 100%. And I thought the same thing. I'm like, the dude just struck out nine guys. Yeah. Like, this wasn't like <laughs> one strikeout and 16 ground balls. You know, like, he did what people like. Right. He missed bats. Now he did it in a little bit different way. Uh, but anybody can do those things. I should say anybody. Any major league pitcher can have that day occasionally, right, where you're just – I mean, and don't, I don't want to say this the wrong way because Merrill Kelly's had a really good year. Yeah. And he started it off pitching in the WBC – I mean, he's he's had a really good, actually, few years here. He's he's a fine major league pitcher, but that's not a normal outing for him. And to like pretend that that is, or ignore that it's not, which is more likely the case when you're talking about the studio analysts, um, it's just silliness. Because if he was throwing a hundred, people would have been like, "Well, that's the new school for you. Look at that nine strikeouts, missed all those bats, and threw strikes." I don't like how too many analysts force feed their own predispositions or their preconceptions into what they're seeing. So I was texting with some buddies. um, I think it was game two, might've been game two and the broadcast team. I'm in, in game. And I don't, I I don't like to criticize other broadcasters either. Um, And I like the guys doing the games, which is part of why it bothers me, but they were so stuck on this story that the diamondbacks are the small ball bunt and steal and do all that. And they were talking about how it was impacting the big win that they had. They're pulling away. They pulled away with a home run and a 105 mile an hour triple and another home run. Like stop with the idea that you can tell the story based on these cliche descriptions. Tell me what you're seeing in real time, not well, I expect the Diamondbacks to be the small to ball, small ball team and the speed team. So everything they do is somehow related to that. Yeah, so is a 105-mile-hour line drive into the gap. So is a long home run. Like, ugh. I, I really think that broadcast teams 
in sports. This happens in football a lot, too. It happens a lot with Chris Collinsworth, so I will name that name because mm-hmm. he drives me crazy. They get a thought in their head, and they cannot just move past it. He they got to repeat it. Yeah, he did that. And on, yes, that's night. exactly why yeah. I was thinking yeah. that. He was doing that on Monday Night Football. I'm sorry, on Sunday Night Football. And it was like, what are you even talking about? Right. He's playing horribly. Why are you trying to say that Justin Fields should be like this, look, nobody, who's playing like crap? Yeah. Like, nobody, Justin Fields has nothing to learn in that scenario. You know what he needs? He needs a better surrounding cast, and he needs better coaches. And he does need to fix his own things. He needs to be able to read a defense a little bit better. Looking at film of Badgett isn't going right, to help right. with Right, right. He's not going to, like, <laughs> learn from the undrafted guy. And it's a great story, and I hate it because I want to I – wanna, I like the story. I like the story of the guy whose dad's an arm wrestling champ, and he was an undrafted D3 quarterback. I love the story, but let's not force it. And I, and I do think that that's one of the things that's a problem in sports analysis in-game – on a regular basis is the guys, a lot of the guys that played, and it's not just them. Some of it's even, let's be honest, some of it's analytics Mm -hmm. guys too. You get a thought in your head and you just won't let anything else in. It's only that thing. And it's you get fixated on it and everything you see, you see that in everything rather than seeing what's actually happening. I've always thought the best play by play guys go out there and they've just done a ton of research going in. They know everything. And the analyst, I actually think need to limit the amount of research they do because your job is to analyze what's happening on the field in front of you. And if you've done too much research and you've got these preconceived narratives coming in, I think that can, it's basically what you're saying that can impact you as a play-by-play guy. You probably can't go in and do a good job knowing nothing as an analyst you probably still could if you know the game of football and you can sit there and say, well, the guard pulled and that, you know, like, like you, yeah. you just need to analyze what's going on on the field. I think that's a really good thing. And, and it's funny, uh, you know, fl- bringing this back to KMOX and St. Louis and Jack Buck, um, Dan McLaughlin tells a story and I won't tell it all, but tells a story about how before his first game, he had this pile of notes and he was already, and Jack Buck just threw it in the trash. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was just tell him what you see. Yeah. Like, some of some of what I really enjoy, some of my favorite broadcasters, I'm talking, we're talking play-by-play color commentary, people in the booth during live action are the ones that just, here's what you're seeing and here's what it means. Not, here's this, this idea that we talked about with the coaches during a meeting earlier this week and I got to pound that idea home all game long. Just tell me what you're seeing, man, because you're good at that. That's one of the things I like about Tony Romo. Sometimes he can be annoying, but I, what I really like about him is he will see something happening, and he's just telling you what he's seeing. Yeah, You know, he saw something with the defense that clues him in as a quarterback, what's going to happen on the offense and what they're going to change to. And that, to me, is awesome rather than the fixation on what's the right – what's the, like, well, I mean, narratives. Let's be honest. It's about narratives. We got this idea in our head. We want to tell this story. The graphics. And we're gonna, he has the graphics yes, ready to go. And we're going to yeah. force it in there all game long. Yeah, John Rooney gave me the same advice when I was doing those Cardinals games <laughs> a, a month, month and a half ago. Uh, I got there, and he said, the, the game is in front of you. The game's on the field in front of you, and, and don't don't forget that with everything else. Yeah. And it was it was great advice, and I used to tell that story. And obviously, John is part of the Jack Buck lineage yeah, yeah. and broadcasting and everything. So uh, it's just kind of cool how those narratives and those messages – Stay the same down the line. Yeah, and again, I do think most of these guys are really good. Yeah, no, I do too. And what I do think happens for a lot of the former players, and it's certainly not all, but a lot of them 
try too hard to relate now to when they played. And they're a long time ago. I mean, and I, the it guy thinks, we're talking about was uh, my tweet said, don't romanticize the game like it's 2005. 2005 is not that long ago, but baseball's played differently now than it was it, then. It, yes. And your viewers aren't watching 2005. They're watching what's happening now. So let's talk about now. Let's talk about what's happening. And now, if you want to relate your experience, what it's like, like this is one thing I do like about John Smoltz. Um, I do think sometimes he gets a little, and I, I'm a huge John Smoltz fan overall, have been since he was a player. Um, I've had him on shows over the years many, many times. He's great. He's a good dude. I really like him. But what he gets caught up sometimes in is this comparison to when he played and now. Where he's at his best is when he's telling us what it was like. Yeah. What is it like being in that moment? I, I don't know. You don't know. He knows. And that's the stuff that he's really good at. I just wish it was more. I would agree with that. I, you know, we we have the uh, Friday night shows after, after Cardinal. Games, yeah, those are the best. The best ones are when guys are just telling stories. So my favorite Cardinals team of all time was the 1996 Cardinals. That oh yeah, Florus's first year. They lose to the Braves in the NLCS in, in in seven games. That was the year that I fell in love with baseball. And if without the 96 Cardinals, I'm probably not sitting here right now. The 96 Cardinals impacted every aspect of my sports life, career, everything moving forward. And I get some opportunities every like this past year, Luis Alce was in town. And I got to sit there and ask him questions, mm -hmm. some on the air, some off the air, about the 96 Cardinals. And I loved it. I yeah. loved having those conversations so much. And I know more about like my the, the team that I romanticized. The 96 Cardinals, the team that I romanticized, I know more about them now than I did before this past year, and I'm glad that I do. But I also don't think that I need to be comparing the 2024 Cardinals to the 96 Cardinals. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yes. Like, and... and you know, I what those guys do calling games, especially, you know, it's different. Like calling a game every day for the same team all year is hard. But it's a little, I think, a little easier than popping in and out of series and games all season long and doing the national stuff because they just don't have the familiarity with any one team that a hometown broadcaster would. And that's and and I, I and so I do see how there are challenges in being the national guys. Uh, and sometimes the national guys are both, right. right? They do both. But, like, you have to get up to speed on teams you don't see all the time. Um, and maybe that is part of what plays into all of that. Uh, but I, I just, I do wish one thing, and I think it's there with some guys, and it's less so with others. All sports. All sports. If you're calling the game, please please show me that you're enjoying the game. Yes. Why? Well, look. I mean, like, stop telling me it's bad. Stop telling yeah. me it's wrong. Stop. We, we all have our opinions about what's good and bad. We all have our opinion about what's wrong. But you're presenting this to people of all opinions, including those that haven't formed opinions yet. So maybe let's not go the negative when you don't like something new because it's new. And baseball has a hard time attracting and, and younger viewers. I, I see, yeah, and yeah. you know, I but I see this in football all the time too. Yeah, uh, I see it in basketball. I see it a little less in hockey. Little, less, but sometimes you still get in hockey. You know, the old time guys like, well, you know, in my day that wouldn't have happened because we'd have punched you in your face. Well, maybe it's not a bad thing. You don't get punched in the face for irritating somebody. Here's the here's the thing with hockey though, and I'll finish you off with this. All the hockey guys, it's it's built in their DNA. The moment they're done playing, they are giving back to the sport. Yeah. 
So many of them are on the ice, whether it's with current NHL guys or whether it's high school hockey or college hockey. I think hockey more than any other sport, the moment they're done, they are staying involved in the game somehow, some way. And I think that keeps them more connected to how the game is played. In, in a lot of ways, I think so. Yeah. And it's and it's a community that being a smaller community compared to baseball, compared to football, compared to basketball in the United States, mm-hmm. it's a smaller community here. So there's, I think, a little bit more of a push to do that, right? Yeah. You, there's only so many people that are into it um, that have that experience uh, in the in the United States, again, compared to people that are into the football, basketball, baseball worlds, which are much bigger worlds at the youth level and high school level and all that. He is Kevin Wheeler. You hear him during uh, DGS. We talk sports like this for about three minutes every day at 515. Yeah. You and then that. off the air for however yeah, long. Yeah, for however long. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll try to do this you know, weekly here, Anytime. especially in the offseason. Anytime, dude. In fact, every time. I'll always say yes. All right. That's Kevin Wheeler. I'm Matt Pauley. It's Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Just a couple minutes left in hour number one of a Graybar Sports Open Line. Hour number two. We're going to play a bunch of the audio from last night's postgame press conference uh, after the City SC match. Uh, we're going to hear from head coach Bradley Carnell in addition to uh, goalkeeper uh, Roman Berkey. And uh, also uh, we'll hear from Tim Parker. They all spoke with the media yesterday. That was late last. Actually, technically, that was early this morning. It was after midnight that that uh, press conference officially got underway. So perhaps you missed some of what was said last night. We will uh, play a lot of it for you coming up uh, after our 7 o'clock news. One to comment, oh, by the end, not to uh, not to bury the lead, our guy, Daniel Esteve from Fox 2, he's going to join us at about uh, 7.20. Friend of uh, the program, Daniel Esteve, will be uh, with us in uh, just a few minutes, in about uh, 25 minutes from now. I was frustrated watching the St. Louis Blues on Friday night. We spent a lot of time on Friday talking about the importance of that game with that, because if you lose in a one-sided fashion, all of a sudden it is a trend of good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, and then they lose 5 nothing. And I get it. They were on a back-to-back, and Vancouver wasn't, and they're on the road, yada, yada, yada. That was a bad performance. That performance was very similar to uh, what they did kind of against Winnipeg, kind of against all their bad losses have come in different kind of ways. So maybe they're not as similar as I was going to say, but here's the trend. Now, after the first two games, they were fine through the first two shootout loss to Dallas shootout one against Seattle. You felt good through two, but since then bad loss to Arizona, they get challenged by their coach. They beat Pittsburgh bad loss to Winnipeg. They get challenged by their coach. They beat Calgary and now bad loss to Vancouver. We'll see what happens on Wednesday night. If they win on Wednesday, that's a really great win because they're taking on uh, one of the best teams in the NHL and the Colorado Avalanche. They can't sit here, though, and just keep doing this. Bad performance, good performance. Bad performance, good performance. And, look, I, I know it's really early and not a whole lot really has meaning quite yet, but that was a little startling when they lost 5 nothing to Vancouver after another good performance against Calgary. And we'll see what happens over the next couple of days. It's Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum 
of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.